the only way you're going to change is if somebody can introduce you, educate you. So that's why when you look around the store or online, there's information about that wine. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hey everyone, welcome back to Rogue Creators. My name is Brian Fitton. This is a podcast dedicated to those who are doing things differently in the marketing space, just in the business space, and we are excited to be on location today filming with who, Lauren? We are filming with James King. Hey, James. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, yes, it is morning. This is, by the way, we talked about this. This is the worst time that we could have come here. (laughs) But it's probably the best time for you because you're like, well, it's too early. We can't sample anything at all. Exactly, because I've looked at you too and I've seen your bios. And doing it in the evenings could have been a little different. (laughs) Instead of a 30-minute episode, it's going to be a three-hour. Another bottle? Yeah, exactly. Oh, what about this one? Can we try this? That was kind of my first go-to. Even at 9.30 in the morning, I was like, there's the bourbon. I want to, let's let's head into that section over there. So I'm sure but, he'd be happy for you to purchase them. Exactly, Just because it's early doesn't mean the cash register's closed. So. Right. <laughs> uh, but we are so excited to uh, to sit down with you and chat with you. you uh, we were kind of joking before, but uh, you came with high recommendation, too, because of uh, just your work with um, Soapbox influencers, who yeah. is our, our roomies. Yep. Uh, at our office space. That's right. Um, and Megaphone, the, the events uh, that they usually host every single year, mm-hmm. uh, on pause this year, obviously due to the pandemic. But uh, very, very cool stuff that you're doing here in Northwest Arkansas. So we ha- we like to feature, um, obviously, some founders and people who are local to us. And uh, this is just, I'm, I'm blown away with the amount, the selection that you have here, but then also just your story. And then uh, we'll kind of dive into that, too. Yeah. So, uh James, tell us just a little bit about you, um, and then kind of take us on your story on your journey here. Uh, So obviously you can tell by the accent, I'm British. Um, And I've been in the industry now for 25 years. So I started off in the UK. Uh, The exams I now teach and have done for the last 15 years, I took those exams back in the UK, back in 95, 96. So I teach WSET. I'm a diploma, which is, <laughs> to those in the industry, means something. Um, Everybody else were like, that's really cool. Though. Exactly. Yeah. You've, you've got a high school diploma? Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> like, um, so uh, I went to Edinburgh University, fell in love with the wine bug, uh, even though obviously Scottish whiskey would be the obvious one. Uh, I still love that as well. I ended up going to Australia, worked in the wine business in Australia. I uh, met my wife in Australia, and then we transplanted to L.A. Uh, in 2002 after we got married. I set up a wine company called King James Wine in L.A. Uh, before LeBron James with his King James, <laughs> just in case anybody's wondering. There, uh, might, there might be some association. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll see who if he know. wants to buy the rights, he can. There we know. go. <laughs> um, and so I was teaching in L.A. from about 2006, and I had a private client business as well. So I used to buy a lot of auction wines, uh, a lot of private wines, and then resell them to customers with a license. It was perfectly legal. <laughs> um, and uh, 607 started teaching, and so I was teaching WCT, then I did French Wine Scholar, and at that period I became a Burgundy Wine Educator, which ultimately means that uh, I'm one of the 20 or 5 or 30 designated people in the country who can, in theory, talk about Burgundy, hmm. officially for the region. So I did Burgundy Bordeaux, and then I think in 2009 or 10 I did Napa as well. So those are the three sort of obvious ones um, that I'm authorized to talk about. 
etc etc so people could invite me to do events and i'd be the, the official sort of speaker as it were or educator 2010 we then moved to uh, houston and the fun story was that uh, asking everybody should i keep the name king james wine and they're all like no 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 it's very religious they'd get very upset so you should change the name because hmm. this is what Californians think of Texas. Okay. <laughs> so they're like, oh, no, 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 you want to do that, you know, get very upset. So I was like, all right, fair enough. So I called it uh, Texas Wine School, mm. uh, which is now still existing. It's flourishing. Uh, Liz, who took over the business, uh, is doing amazing. So when I then moved up here in 2014 for my wife's work, uh, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to call it what I want to call it. <laughs> yeah. So I called it King James Wine School because uh, the idea was to have a school, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what is funny is, I, I'm not kidding, a few times I've had people come in and go, so uh, do you sell Bibles? Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, no, <laughs> but I do sell the wine that goes into the Bible. There you go, yeah. <laughs> it was like, so that's where the name comes from. Okay. Um, and then for we were 16, 17, uh, started teaching at Brightwater. So I'm officially the beverage um, Alcohol director, I chose that name because it's B-A-D. My little joke. So tell, actually, tell us a little bit about about Brightwater too, because I don't think we've covered uh-uh. um, anything. We always have we have people on who have some type of connection with Brightwater, and we have friends that actually have friends that right. go there yeah. um, to learn. But yeah, tell us just a little bit about Brightwater too. So Brightwater is part of NWAC, mm-hmm. so it's part of the community college. It's an eight street market, uh, and Ultimately, the idea is sort of this, the sort of the whole food aspect. So not just cooking or culinary mm-hmm. is, you know, going to the farm. So mm-hmm. basically from farm to table would be the way yeah, you look yeah. at it. It's sort of it's all encompassing. Um, and so therefore trying to sort of teach uh, students across the range, uh, not necessarily to always be a chef, but maybe in other aspects of that sort of food business mm-hmm. is really what we're looking at. I mean, obviously, the majority, I'm sure, will go into the culinary business. Yeah, yeah. But it's really understanding, you know, what the farmer does, uh, the whole process from um, supply chain all the way through, um, looking at things like um, meat cutting, so the whole butchery. Well, most places, that's all gone. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one central point, and everybody just gets their meat, and it's already cut. Well, this is trying to get these kids to understand how you could butcher in essence a cow or a goat or whatever it's going to be so therefore mm-hmm. just another skill if they wanted to go into their own business they can get the meat and they can chop it up and do what they want to do yeah so it's those type of things so it's really trying to sort of just expand that sort of breadth of what is what people would classify as sort of culinary yeah no that's amazing i've, I've heard too i mean i understood the farm to table stuff but i didn't know that extensive like yeah how, how far they went that's pretty awesome yeah that's wow. really good so you you teach there as well so is that kind of and then obviously you have the the storefront here so where is your time kind of balanced between <laughs> all of those things off the record yeah um <laughs> so i'm still classified as a part-time at oh okay yeah yeah so uh I basically, the time I spend at Brightwater is the time when I'm teaching. When I'm here, it's very much the store. But obviously, there's always, now we're online 24-7 as well, mm-hmm. is to a certain extent. Even when I'm in the store, there's opportunities for me to be able to, to answer emails, do questions for my students, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so yeah. Awesome. That's what awesome. you're looking at. So, let's, yeah, let's take a hard pivot into that because we're in the digital marketing space and obviously the pivot that most businesses have had to do in this time what are you kind of doing in that online e-commerce like how has your business kind of 
moved. So what was really um, <laughs> intriguing to me when I came up here was I, I just couldn't find any wine online. Mm, um, yeah. And I was like, I, I was out of LA and even in like six, seven, eight, nine, you could buy online, pick it up or get it delivered. And I'm like, why is nobody doing it? It just mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. Um, and so when I set up the store, it was like, it's always going to be online. Um, and it's actually live. So the inventory yeah. <laughs> should be, you know, 99% perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it, it frustrates me when you go online, you're like, oh, they've got this wine or this beer or this, I don't sell any beer anymore, but that bourbon. Um, and you walk in the store and they're like, well, no, we haven't had that for weeks. And you're kind of yeah. like, how, but what's your online presence mean? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I just, to me, it was kind of like the store is, is a facet, but also online in this day and age is like, if you're not online, I just don't understand it. So yeah. that was always there. Uh, and it's interesting now that other stores in the area seem to have an online presence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of but, followed that concept. We'll be like, oh, right. maybe we should actually update her. But also yeah. when I look at it is that um, because of my sort of, you know, education background. So obviously I've worked in retail education, wine related for 25 years. Um, the thing for me is is that education aspect mm -hmm. so you can buy the same bottle of wine every week for the rest of your life good luck enjoy yourself <laughs> you know but the only way you're going to change is if somebody can introduce you educate you so that's why when you look around the store or online there's information about that wine and it's whether you want to know it's biodynamic or orga organic. If that's what you want, there it is available. You can look it up. If you want it to be a little older, if you want it to be specifically Italian or whatever it is, or if there's a certain sort of winery region, whatever, you should have that information. That mm -hmm. gives you more information to make your choices. I can then be a facilitator and go, all right, you're looking at Italian, you're looking at French, you're looking at Pinot or whatever it's going to be. Well, whereabouts are you looking at? You know, a lot of consumers are like, I, I just, you know, we were talking earlier, I just buy champagne. You're like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's different regions in Champagne. Mm -hmm. There's different grapes within that Champagne bottle. You know, and they're like, well, I've never thought about it that way. And I'm like, oh. so then when they do, they'll sort of, they'll take one and buy it or drink it and take it. Well, obviously they'll buy it. They'll, yeah. um, <laughs> hopefully they'll buy it. Hopefully. <laughs> um, so then they'll drink it and be like, oh, I like that one. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, let's try a different one from the same region mm -hmm. and see the differences. And like, oh, I see. And then they begin to sort of get a better knowledge. And therefore, that allows them to grow um, and then you get that expansion then they're more excited and then hopefully you get a customer for life yeah yeah so it's, no. it's, it's not rocket science it's yeah. wine <laughs> <laughs> i think it is intimidating though for a yeah, lot of people um the first time i ever we were kind of joked about onyx i'm i'm a i'm a fanboy of onyx and john he's great. a great guy yeah. and, uh but he the first time and really what kind of brought me into loving onyx was i went to a cupping in my first ever and just to experience he's like this is what you should taste and i was like i don't know that i taste it and then all of a sudden you really do start to understand you're like and then it just opens the door for you and i i, I feel that way about wine i'm i'm definitely not a guy I, I, but even for we've talked about it before like just bourbons and different whiskeys and different things like that i've started to learn what the, there is a difference in how it tastes Absolutely. and where it's from and how it's made and um yeah. and so w what are basically if somebody came in who is really just green to all of this doesn't understand what are the questions they should be asking if they really hey i want to expand my knowledge of this w you know how can how can they do that in a way because again it's very overwhelming yeah. i would step back a, a, to one of your earlier points is the problem with wine being so intimidating 
is because there's people who desire to be intimidating in the wine business. Mm. Wow, yeah. Right? So we love to be able to tell you how this tastes. We love to be able to use fancy words. You know, it's a, a, I don't know, what do you want? Sangiovese. Like, who knows what that is? Well, I do. (laughs) So therefore, I'm already more important than you are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so you'll see that. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's so frustrating because almost people are sort of, you know, demeaning to somebody who sort of goes, I don't know anything about it. Like, and I'm just like, why are we doing that? I always joke, like if Apple came out with their first iPhone and went, this is really too complicated. You're not smart enough to use it. Like, would they sell any? No. <laughs> no, we do it in the wine world every day. Yeah. We yeah. literally go, oh, you don't know what uh, Chianti is? Well, you're stupid. You're like, instead of going, let me introduce you to Chianti. It's Sangiovese. It comes out of Tuscany. It's on limestone soils. It has this lovely Mediterranean environment. It gives you this lovely wine. So the way I look at it is, is people who desire to be intimidating ruins it for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, And so my way is, and you know, the conversation we've had just sort of playing around before we've set up is that's not me. I love fun. I will tease my customers. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got regulars and I'll be like, really? That's what you're buying this week? Like, come on. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, but it's that more sort of uh, relaxed environment. So if somebody comes into me and sort of says, you know, where do I start? One of the things I do play around with is, um, and it comes back to sort of what you were saying, is like, how do you take your tea or coffee? Mm. Right? Everybody can answer that. Yeah, yeah. If I say, what wine do you drink? You sit there and go, well, uh, uh, Mondays I do Sauvignon Blancs. Uh, uh, maybe Wednesdays I uh, do some champagne. You're like, really? And so they're all over the board. Yeah, so you, yeah. you don't get any idea. Yeah. If you go, how do you take your tea or coffee? Do you take it with milk and sugar or do you take it black? Most people can answer. Mm-hmm. You always get the odd ones like, I don't drink tea or coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? So <laughs> if you take it black, if you think about it, that's a lot of flavor, a lot mm-hmm. of power. Therefore, you're more likely to go for more powerful, flavorful wines. Interesting. Right? And so your sort of palate is sort of saying, I can take that astringency. I can take tannins. I can take a lot of bold flavors. Mm -hmm. If you're at the other end, more sort of like tea with milk and sugar. Sorry, that's very English. Coffee (laughs) with your milk and sugar. Then generally, you've probably got more of a sensitive palate. Yeah, yeah. And very similar. It's not always 100% perfect, but generally what you're looking at. So if somebody comes in and goes like, you know, I like that big, bold, you know, coffees black i'm like all right you can do napa cabs you can do barolos you can do these bigger fuller bodied whites Mm -hmm. and so straight away you've already got an understanding roughly and then you sort of go so do you drink napa cabs oh i love them do you or if you're like a white wine and you know it's just you take sugar and tea and milk and i'm like well so you're probably on the softer lighter wines you don't like that acidity and they're like yeah how do you know this i'm like again it's not rocket science yeah yeah you know, you're a bourbon man. You'll mm. probably drink black coffee. Yes. Yeah. You know, so you like that power. Yes. Yeah. You know, we have customers when I'm doing classes, we'll have literally, we'll be tasting wines. The first three or four wines are light wines. Some customers, you know, some clients are like, nothing going on here, nothing going on here. <laughs> and, you know, and other ones are like, I love these. Then you get to the big full body wines and literally you'll have some, you know, students be like, this is almost hurting. The intensity of the tannins, the acidity, is literally almost painful. Wow, yeah. And then the other guy's like, this is what a wine should taste like. <laughs> yes. Boom. Like this you see. And you're like, yeah. You, so you try and focus on mm. what that person likes. Yeah. So that's a really easy way to start. And then you nail them on how much they want to spend. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, how much do you want to spend? I don't care. All right. All here's right. $150 bottle of wine. Like, 
well, actually, not yeah. quite that much. I'm like, it's not a personal. I'm not going to tell everybody. You know, like, just give me a clue. Is it 20? Is it 40? Is it 50? Yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. And I will say, I I started when I started to wean off of more sugar and cream and stuff like that out of my coffee and started drinking it black. All of a sudden, my taste palette for even wine. I didn't really even like wine before that. And then all of a sudden, it kind of expanded out. And I was like, wow, this is. It, you yeah. really can, you know, obviously yeah. train your palate, I guess, or get it used to certain things. Yeah. I had never thought about it like that. Yeah. So that's And so it's, we all sort of, we sort of, what, we put them into pods. We've got beer here, whiskeys here, tea and coffee here, wine here. It's all taste. Mm-hmm. It's all texture. Yeah. The reality is you can, you can delve into all of those and it's not a difference. And you get people who are like, I drink beer. And you give them a glass and they're like, this has got this, 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 and this. All these flavor characteristics. All right, here's a glass of wine. I can't taste anything. You're like, you can, yeah. you've got a mental block. Yeah, yeah. But your taste buds haven't changed since you had that beer. Yeah. Citrus, piney, IPA. Now I'm going to give you a bottle of glass of wine. You're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and again, it's that we've sort of trained everybody that this is, you know, exclusive niche mm-hmm. yeah, thing. Like yeah. everybody drinks coffee and some of those coffees are expensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We've, uh, we've talked about that, too, in the business space. Those who are teachers or those who can help sit and guide you through this process are usually the ones that are a little bit more successful, too, because if they're, if they're in the, the position of, I'm too smart for you, and, right. I, and it's bad because you know, I think a lot of people don't intentionally do that. Mm-hmm. They, they just know so much that, that you just start talking, and I, I mean, my wife gets on to me, too, just even marketing terms. I'm like, oh, yeah, you should be doing all of these things. Right. Somebody's like, I have no idea what that is, and then have to realize like I'm really not trying to talk down to you. Correct. I'm just in this world so much that we're so into the weeds. Correct. That we have to, as a business owner, take yourself out mm-hmm. of that yeah. and say, how can I present this and guide somebody through this? Correct. I think this is a yeah. great example of that. You yeah. do that very well. So and you do and that's one of the slip ups we all have is a customer says they are knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And so you sort of straight like, oh, like a fellow person, you know, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> so you start reeling off stuff like, oh, would you like this grow producers? Do you like, you know, the Chianti's or the Nebbiolo's or whatever it's going to be? And they're kind of like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I know a lot about Napa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know the difference between red and white. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so that can be it. So they're kind of looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, sorry. It, so it's, it, it's an interesting, mm-hmm. but it, again, um, a classic example was, wine scholar guild so i teach they do italian french uh, spanish they were set up a guy a french guy amazing guy he was in the embassy and uh it was after 9 11 or close in that area and people are like we still don't like the french right <laughs> don't want to call it french fries etc and he was like and he was related to the agriculture department which was selling wine and he was like we're not getting anywhere it's like so why don't we just start doing roadshows education mm-hmm and what he would see was when you start doing education and roadshows, people start buying. Yeah. You know, yeah. Two weeks before, he was just basically standing there going, buy French wine. I'm like, no, taste it, talk about it, understand it. And suddenly, mm. it was amazing. And yeah. sales went back up. And that's all it is. Yeah. It's yeah. just trying to be, at the end of the day, a lot of people just want to know, if I put this on the table at a, at a dinner party, A, are people going to go ooh and ah? Mm. And what can you tell me? Yeah. You know, so I'm sure there's, Loads of people around the country, not just in my store, but people go, you know what? My favorite wine, my favorite fine wine store, That's um, right. That's right. you know, told me the story about this. It's biodynamic and it's a female mm. winemaker and they've been in the same family for 500 years. Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Well, here's a bottle of wine. It was commercially made and we have no idea who the owner is, but it's some large corporation. 
<laughs> you know, which one do you want? I mean, so it's that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't want to in- insult you right now, but one of our favorite wines is uh, Born of Fire, which is, uh, do you, are you familiar with it at all? It's okay. It's we'll very pass. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the little story behind it, which we don't know if it's true or not, but it was like, this was after the wildfires in California and a lot of, you know, everything that grew after that is kind of this wine and so right. but the reason we enjoy that wine but there's also the story behind it correct and my wife has probably told that story how many times lauren has she a lot yeah <laughs> because the yeah. story i mean it really yeah. sells it because all of a sudden we're sitting down at dinner and this is the wine we're gonna have and let me tell you all about it and so yeah. um i think you talk about that like just the story aspect of it is huge yeah. and the educational yeah. piece of it so because i mean you look around and you're like all right i want a pinot Fair enough. Which one do I pick? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you want to grab onto something. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That is true. Oh, yeah. That's very true. I mean, because it's all wine at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to tell you that. <laughs> so what would you say makes your business unique? Like, what problem are you solving for NWA locally and then probably nationwide as well? Um, I just think, you know, to a certain extent, what we've been talking about, that sort of the knowledge aspect um, and trying to impart that sort of yeah. knowledge so that people can come in and learn and grow. Uh, and I love it because I'm passionate about it. And seeing other people coming in regularly mm-hmm. and just beginning to sort of go, I had that wine, it was beautiful. Can you suggest another? Can we look at something else? Give me another region. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Because it, there's just, you know, so many countries, there's so many wines out there sticking with just one for me just seems a waste and so therefore trying to sort of um so i suppose in answer to your question is um there's a lot of sort of uh, people out there who have been requiring or desiring shall we say a wine shop that gives them the um the differences Mm. so couple of comments that most people make is i don't think i've seen any of these wines in this state full stop yeah yeah. like how do you do it and i'm like perfectly legally (laughs) (laughs) because it has to come through the three-tier system yeah yeah. um but the distributors have them it's everybody else is choosing not to buy them Hmm. and stock them um and so because for whatever reason maybe they don't sell maybe they don't know enough about those products to be confident to sell um and a lot of people go into the liquor stores, which I define as different to what I am, which is a fine wine store. Um, they go in and buy the same product every time. Nobody gives them assistance. Mm-hmm. I have majority of my clientele. I probably spend 10 minutes with each client. Mm-hmm. I have that ability to do. Um, and so therefore, it, it's that they want to learn more. Mm-hmm. You see it in, you know, when we moved to Houston, we'd have 40-year-olds who were like, I been drinking whiskey for the last 15 years i've never drunk wine i really want to get into it mm-hmm. how do i do it um when you come up here there's a lot of people like i this is exciting how do i learn more this is just really interesting um i you know you're giving me options i've never seen before and so that's really exciting and so yeah. that's sort of where the niche is am mm-hmm. i trying to get 85 90 percent of the market no mm-hmm. you know i want that sort of five or ten percent of the market um, who are excited about wine, who want to you know, understand more um, and experiment, be sort of adventurous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, and that's, I think, even in the business terms, you, you're not trying to gain the million followers. You're trying to gain the 1,000 true fans of, of your brand, and they'll promote you and that type of thing. And um, definitely, this is this is really cool. Mm-hmm. I've learned already so much this morning. That's, that's, <laughs> I want to start drinking. And this is, there you we go. can't do that. We cannot. So can I walk away for a second? I yeah. want to show you something. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was gifted to me by one of my customers. Oh, okay. my goodness. What, what one of your customers? Gift? One of my customers. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. Now I insisted on actually giving him some wine as a thank you. <laughs> yeah. But oh, wow. that's that's what makes that that's what makes it special. Like mm-hmm. the idea that he he does that type of stuff. He loves doing it in his spare time, and he sort of just turned up with it and said, "Look, you know, I wanted to give this to you. I think it's cool." He's it's a charcuterie board, and I'm like, yeah. "How many people am I serving?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, um, a big one. But <laughs> I'm like, but you just I just think about that and like the sort of the appreciation yeah yeah mm-hmm. that um somebody's gone to that they're like this is really cool and and an addition to the store mm-hmm. per se oh yeah is just hugely flattering yeah um and that sort of you sort of realize that you know there's a lot of people out there who love their wine and haven't been able to get it and you know, obviously what six years ago we were dry so you couldn't get it there yeah yeah um and they're just like you know it's great you're here yeah absolutely this is can we? Can, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. I mean, so this this crest. I mean, this is this your logo? Oh, that's wow, mm-hmm. wow. That's so that impressive. Is, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and how many businesses get that? I mean, it's just no. Uh, yeah. Well, it's something. It, I mean, just even woodworking in general. I mean, this is amazing. Just just the craftsmanship of it in general is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Whenever you have a party and you're serving, I, I, we want to be included. And also, apparently, that charcuterie board. Yeah, Let us know. 100 people apparently can. I know. I know where I can get my, my cheese from, Sweet Freedom Cheese. I'm sure you guys know oh, those yes. people as well. Yeah. I have a good relationship with Jessica. Absolutely. We work together quite a bit. So plug out for her. Yeah, we recently, uh, actually, with Startup Junkie yeah. and Startup Week that they did, um, several several uh, different things, but Sweet Sweet Freedom Cheese was actually one of the uh, the yeah, sponsors. We as got well, wine so. in a can. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfectly okay. okay. <laughs> if you're not watching on video, you definitely should be to see the charcuterie board. But no. no, that's uh, yeah. This is uh, this has been fantastic, James. Seriously, this has yeah. been amazing. So, Lauren, what other questions do we have here? I, I feel like I just kind of went off. Yeah, on my, I know you which always is typically. Do. Hey, he's just rolling with the punches, though. That's good. All right. So what have you been doing with social media to help connect with your customers? So trying to do, so again, sort of the basis of this sort of philosophically, you know, being different to everybody else, being a fine wine store, which I pride myself on being. So focusing on good quality wines across the range, the education aspect. And so even on sort of Facebook and or Instagram or other social media, just really trying to instead of just putting a product up there and going look it's 25 bucks reduced from 30 bucks whatever is to sort of put some sort of background information to Mm -hmm. it so give it some history um explanation why it would be in the store apart from just being in the store um so that's really where i've tried to look on the sort of social media um and trying to sort of do videos Uh, we've got to try and do some more sort of more educational videos Mm -hmm. we've done a few of those like what is champagne what is chianti just to again try and you know give people more sort of confidence and yeah being able to yeah. sort of come in and pick. Well, and I know as a consumer too, we appreciate that rather than just like, hey, we're giving this special today. Here's a special, special, and Correct. but it is actually the education, the story behind it. I mean, that's Correct. huge. That's yeah. huge, and that builds client confidence as well. 
they can come in with a little bit more information like hey I saw your post on I always do counting, I don't know why I'm doing counting, Bordeaux or you know, <laughs> whatever it's going to be. Um, and therefore, they got some sort of basic information. Yeah, yeah. So I saw on your website that you do have also some just like basic classes. And are those at the school that you teach at or are those here in your store? I know that probably was pre-COVID. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> so um, pre-COVID time, we did quite a few, what I classify as consumer classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as things we've been doing uh, so some of those would be um, we'd do one hour sessions uh, 20 people uh, eight bottles of wine and sort of speed tasting so just very simple and mm-hmm. it was 20 bucks a person so yeah. speed tasting wow. like taste as fast as you can yeah, so or? You, got, you, got, you got 60 minutes I would stand <laughs> up front and I'd be like right this is a glass of champagne this is the characteristics this is the style this is the family boom right on to the next one and go through it so it was a one hour of people's time when they loved it yeah, we did awesome. yeah. the first one we did was champagne we I did three one hour sessions back to back. Oh, my goodness! Right, goodness, yeah. <laughs> I like champagne. Yeah. Um, so then the the other consumer classes was we actually have a PowerPoint presentation, and so literally it's a lot more sort of um, knowledge based. Again, mm. okay. that's my sort of background. So it'd be if it was wines of France or wines of Italy or wines of California, it would be very much like this is the grape varieties, this is the legislation. So, you know, if you're doing something in Europe, it's an appellation. So, you know, if you take champagne, for an example, champagne theory should only come from the champagne area in France. It can't be produced in California or Australia. And therefore, there's regulations on the grape varieties, regulations on the harvest time, the regulation on the amount of vineyards you can plant. There's all those type of things to make champagne what it is. And so giving people that information, Mm -hmm. which I love. Um, Then the certifications which I teach, uh, which is WSET, those are all done at Brightwater. So I, I... work with them on that one um and then things which are looking forward i keep on talking about and i sent an email out the other day is starting to create uh wine community tasting groups mm-hmm. so for example if let's say there's four people here in the room if you had two other people you would then set up your group i would then um once a month or once every sort of six weeks i would say right this is the theme here's the six bottles uh, here's the cost. So I think it's going to be 30 bucks a person consistently. I'll do a video presentation on those wines and you can, you know, start and stop whenever you like. This is the week we're tasting it. So get your group together, come in. One of you comes in and buys the wine, the six bottles of wine. Go home. You organize that, that night, whichever night that week is. You can then press play and you can listen to me if you so desire. Not always <laughs> a good idea. Your choice. And then you can do each wine one or you can do all six of them through it. So therefore, we have this sort of community of more people sort of understanding that sort of whole wine yeah i need to find that club yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i think there's huge opportunity i think Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people and then the other one which is going to be harder so that's a good sort of covid one shall we call it i'm not doing any zoom classes etc etc and then the other one i'm talking about and hopefully we'll get up and running is doing a we all know supper clubs Mm -hmm. Uh, so i want to do the wine supper club and so ultimately go to restaurants and spread it across the room. You know, is it going to be, you know, one week or one month? Is it going to be Barclida or maybe Heirloom, Jason? Maybe do Heirloom? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, or, you know, then do a pizza place. Yeah, yeah. And so basically work with that restaurant and say, like, give us a menu, which is for us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 15 people or it's going to be 40 people, depending how popular. Do we take the whole restaurant over? Do we just take the private room? Or do we take outdoors? And the sort of let's work out the menu. The only agreement would be is we'll do corkage, which basically means hmm. each guest can bring a bottle of wine. Hmm. So the fun there is, is like, here's the menu. You know what's going to be. It's pizza. So what are you going to do with pizza wine? Hmm. 
or if it's going to be Barclida or Aelin, whatever, like what are we going to do with the type of foods they're serving? And just therefore, you know, get people to come in and go, I think this is amazing with this course. All right, <laughs> yeah. let's find out. You know? yeah. Yeah. We can pour it around and have some fun. So make it sort of that sort of fun aspect. So instead of just we go to a dinner and they provide the wine, it's like the combination is we provide the wine, which we think is going to be fun. You provide the food. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. And, you know, and everybody, huh. you know, everybody benefits. You know, we're not saying, look, give us a cheap price. We're saying, look, this is the price. You know, try and do it on a Tuesday and Wednesday when hopefully you're not that busy. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's great for everybody. That's fantastic. That's a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think I was the one who came up with it, to be honest with you. Well, I was the one who came up with it. That's right. That's right. right. Um, now, so we actually, I'm, my wife and I, we're part of a, uh, for now almost, I think, three and a half years, a supper club every single month. And we even continued it during during the pandemic and in quarantine. We would actually just deliver food to each other's doorsteps. Nice. And then we'd all sit around on a video call and enjoy it together. And so the part of it is one group brings, one couple brings wine, one brings a cocktail, you know, and one yeah. prepares all the food. And it's it's been a great community building and just friendships and that type of stuff that I think even at that level, though, that takes it to another level because then you can enjoy some different types of wine depending on the type of food. But, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I love that idea. That's and fantastic. We, we get, I get a lot of people in there like, I just don't know the wine lovers. Yeah. And like, where are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, all right, let's see if we can, you know, get you all together and try and, you know, if you don't have your own group, you don't have six people, then let's, let's create a group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you try it a couple of times and if you don't like that group, you know, no harm, no foul, you can leave and we'll, you know, try and put somebody else in. It's not like, oh, yeah, yeah. everybody's <laughs> offended and like, well, you know, so sort of play around with it, trying yeah. to get people to be comfortable in whatever group they're in. That's fantastic. That's great. Um, so if someone was interested in getting connected with you or even learning all the things that you're doing or would like to, you know, obviously stop by, where can we find you on social media, but then also uh, physically as well? Um so online on the website kingjameswineschool.com the social media they are all I believe King James Wine yeah <laughs> we'll make sure to link everything in the, in the show notes in our blog so. maybe I need to go and look at my phone and double check what my, um, my handles are the ha- uh, <laughs> handles Hand- yes. oh no yeah, 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 yeah. love it my handle is it. C- oh, whatever but yeah so uh, yeah social media wise is the Facebook, Instagram is the predominant ones, and they are both King James Wine. Yeah. what we're looking at. So there's lots of posts on there. Great, great. And I have a YouTube channel as well. Yes, yeah. there you go. Hey, all those all those videos, all the exactly. educational yeah. stuff. Exactly. More coming, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, yes. there we so, go. So yeah, lots okay. of fun. But and it's just it's time. Tell our listeners, uh, where are you located in Northwest Arkansas? Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> so I'm at the bottom of J and Walton. So it's 3511 Southeast J Street. Most of you, if you live in this area, will know it's the same strip mall, which is Firehouse Subs and UPS store. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. there we go. Across from Zaxby's. We That's what I was saying. Oh, right, right. <laughs> she said that. She was like, Zaxby's. I was like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> Literally, it's right at that corner yeah. of uh, J and Walton. It's yeah. Great location. Ramanara, too. You can figure out what pairs with my chicken fingers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> champagne. Oh, right now on the spot. So, fried yeah, fried chicken. Yeah. Fried chicken, champagne. Champagne. Really? Oh. Yeah. I've I'm, never tried that combo. And you should always spend more on the champagne than you do on your chicken fingers, please. You can. <laughs> the reason why you can do, because obviously you've got a lot of that sort of, if you're fried chicken, yeah. you've got that fry, so that grease and fat. Yeah, yeah. The champagne, the acidity and the bubbles, in perception wise, you perceive that it cuts through. Huh. Whoa. The fat. In essence, 
And there then obviously you've got white chicken uh, and it's relatively easily cooked. And so champagne has the body to be able to compete with it. Wow. So, we learned something. Yes. There you go. So <laughs> grab your Zaxby's, head on over. Yeah, exactly. Um, we can give you non-champagne or... products. Yeah. Don't worry. Which aren't quite that sort of price point. But um, yeah. anything which is sparkling wine, dry sparkling wine. Not dry. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm getting into my little high horse. Is he... <laughs> Don't be doing I love that we did, went down this route with the fried chicken, too. <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, well, hey, thank you so much, James. No, this has been fantastic. Yeah. We, we have loved this. Um, obviously, your business. And again, we didn't even get to tell the story. Oh, we'll do that in the next. Stick yep. around for the story yep. of the sword and the, <laughs> the wine. Uh, but no, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure that you go check out GoRogueX.com for all the show notes. Everything that we've talked about today will be right there. All of the social handles <laughs> for James you. will be Appreciate there it. as well. I'm we'll make sure. Go <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your people are like, oh, come exactly, on, James. Yeah. My handlers are behind me. Yeah, 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 really. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you, uh, see you next week. Thanks. Thank So, okay. Oh, no, so. no, no, no. So, well, I've been questioned <laughs> as to sabering, or as he would refer to as the sword. The sword. I was told a sword. Yeah, I yeah, didn't, yeah, you yeah. know. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Come on, seriously. Look, you need to have something. You can do it with a spoon. Literally, oh. you can do it with a spoon. Oh, okay. It's not that okay. impossible. Oh. Very simply is, if you look at every bottle of champagne, and I'm going to clarify in a second, it has a seam. Most bottles have a seam. Mm-hmm. If you click along that seam and you hit the little ledge at the top, that thing will just fly off pretty clean. <laughs> it's literally what you're talking about. It's as simple as that. Um, the reason why I always use the word champagne or spe- specify champagne more than anything else um, and why you can't do it on anything non-champagne, um, in essence, you can't do it with regular bottles, is the pressure inside one of these is about the tire pressure of a bus, somewhere between a car and a bus. So oh. therefore, the glass has to be very, very strong. And so that's the reason why you can do it with champagne or what we'd call traditional methods. So you can do it with anybody who makes traditional method champagne. If you do it with, let's say, a Prosecco um, or an Asti um, or just a normal white wine, literally when you go to do that, the whole bottle will just shatter. That's the, th- yeah, that's yeah, the issue. Yeah. And so when you do it with uh, the champagne, this isn't champagne, this is um, Gruet's uh, Sauvage, they're Blanc de Blanc. It's actually a great wine, great champagne, sparkling wine. So literally all you do is like I say, you can do it with a spoon and you can go online and see it. But literally all you got to do is go like that, click it there and just click and it will come off. Now, a couple of tips. Huh. Obviously, if you can chill this really chill, then that makes it easier. Just the way it works. Partly the advantages is if you chill it, even when you click it off, it just means the glass breaks healthier, easier. It also means you don't get so much spray. Mm. If it's warmer, that's going to explode more. Uh, the problem where a lot of people have, uh, you know, <laughs> is that they're really like, ooh, 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 you know, and you need to just be quite sort of, it's like a golf swing. You've got to follow through. Yeah, yeah. Pretend I know about golf. Um, <laughs> this one, you just got to follow through and all the way through. And that's what it is. And so people have the issue of like, eh, eh, and really yeah. sort of hesitant. Yeah. And that's where you have a disaster is what you're looking at. Um, and so ultimately, when you do give it, because you've got so much pressure inside, this little puppy, so ultimately you've got to, you do have to undo this, mm-hmm. the uh, mucilage. And therefore, when it flies, it can go 20, 30, 40 feet. 
so that's where the sort of the legal aspect comes in for many places they don't really like you doing that um uh when uh the one i love was when we did it in champagne so it was one of the champagne houses where else would you saber mm. uh what they do is they cause they've obviously do it a lot they put a string or rope you know very sort of you know string type thing and they connect it to this so when it flies you don't lose the cork in your garage or in your patio wherever they were doing it so therefore it comes back so it's kind of interesting so you don't have that and nine times out of ten you can drink the champagne afterwards there's really that glass flies it doesn't go in i've not heard of i mean i'm sure there's some every time i've known of people doing or done it no one's gone oh look i've got a shred shred of you know glass in my um, my sparkling wine yeah it's the way it works um so why do you is it just for fun is that literally the only well, reason? Yeah, to do why, it? why wouldn't? Well, you? I'm just I saying, mean, like, it has like a professional tool. <laughs> right. Like, he does so, it often. So, I mean, the reality is, if you have a saver, uh-huh. you have to do it. Well, okay. yeah, of course. I okay. mean, why would? I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, like, so every man has a saver. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you probably see him on a Sunday morning practicing, you know, exactly. like, just. <laughs> Um, follow through follow no I mean through. it is it, it is I mean we sort of briefly talk about the whole sort of you know that wine sort of world you know like yeah. you know this is very much one of those things okay. you know, <laughs> if you can walk into a room and you can do it cleanly oh yeah there's a lot of people like oh, wow I need Look that man guy. or girls you know <laughs> autograph type thing yeah but um yeah you've got to be you've got to be confident I found a That's new hobby okay. so start going you, today and- you can do it with a spoon you don't. You don't need one of these wonderful things. Yeah. This is. This well, I mean, that makes it way don't cooler. Look as cool though. with the spoon. Yeah. Really, yeah. It is, it is Nobody's kind of, asking for an autograph after a little spoon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. But yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know. But that's what it is. Um, and it's just kind of cool. Wedding celebrations. Yeah. Those type of things. Yeah. Come on out. Absolutely. Pop that. So on. it is less foam, though, right? Or less spray? You said. Yeah. So ultimately, if you do it chill, it if you chill it really low. Yeah. You know, 35 or whatever, 38, then there's just the uh, the pressure inside is less. And so oh, therefore, okay. there's not so much foam. Okay. So it just depends on how you want to play it. Yeah. Um, if it's just purely for show, then yeah. Just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> yes. But if actually you want to pour something into somebody's glass afterwards, then yeah. chill it. And it also just means the glass, I don't know the dynamics, but supposedly if you chill it, the glass is also, it's better to break more. Oh, okay. Huh. It's the wow. way it works. But yeah, I've learned something. That's now. fantastic. <laughs> exactly, exactly, Very yeah. exciting yeah. stuff. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, honest. So when you look at something like this, because it's a, you know close to a, a bus tire, the moment you take off this sort of this cover, the mousselage, they call it in French, uh, then literally if that thing flies, that can mm. break that that breaks jaws. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so don't aim it at somebody you like. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So I, mean, I didn't say don't aim at anybody. I just said just somebody. So, you know. Exactly. So you'll see. You know, we've been in restaurants and situations where literally they'll take this cover off. So literally, it's just the cork there, mm-hmm. and they'll just be holding it. Oh, and literally, you're like, ooh, <laughs> like a gun. Pointed. Yeah, you're literally. Like, like and they're like, what's wrong? Are you having fun? You're like, no. You've got a loaded <laughs> weapon there. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, it can do damage. It can yeah. give you black eyes. You know. There's people who've had effective, yeah. This has so. been a great public service announcement. Thank too. you, exactly, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Thank you for providing that. That's good. That's, That's right. good. That's awesome. And uh, this is for rent. <laughs> <laughs> Need a little rent bit of practice, you know? Yeah, there you go, yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Hey, James, thanks again. That's fantastic. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.